What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend of debrief, an effort to send biblical truth. What better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Joining me again, love this dude to death, Mark Francis. Mark? I appreciate the intro every time. I love you so that's, much, man. Thank wow. you for being here. The brotherly yeah. love. I think there it's a go. bit redundant, but that's okay. Yeah, the, well, he, just, he loves all the marks. <laughs> he loves all the marks. Hey, you haven't even been introduced yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, you've heard him already. He's back with us, Caleb and the Marks, today. Uh, Mark Carey, how you doing, my friend? Very well, thanks. Yeah. So, gentlemen, let's be real. Yeah. Uh, it's cold outside. <laughs> it's oh, a good it, in a major way. I fall mean, is good. Yeah, I love fall. Fall's I don't like season. sweating, but 45 degrees and rainy. Tis the season. It's great for ducks. But here we are. Um, <laughs> ducks, yeah. What's your favorite part about fall, autumn? Uh, well, I love football. And, um, Me too. Yeah, Thank you. Thank just, you for saying yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Pat, gave, your, gave the Packers are doing away during yeah. the sermon time as well. Yeah. Yeah. Revealing your colors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, got great memories of uh, yeah. fall and Great memories of good football teams. Yeah, true. <laughs> memories. <laughs> Only memories. Guys, let's jump into a Sunday in review. Mark, Francis, I'm going to come your way first. Uh, so it begins, Acts chapter 1. Kind of. Uh, able to unpack that weekend. It's, kind of, it's, like, it's like, like a soft beginning, a, beginning. a rollout. Yeah. So this would be week four of the sermon series, and it's week four of an introduction, <laughs> which is... You know, there is there is plenty of we get. I don't know, Caleb, you and I, we get feedback a lot from people because they know mm -hmm. that we get a chance to talk on here. And so, get on with it, man. Well, not even that, but just it's funny. There are some mixed reviews yeah. of waiting, chomping at the bit. Let's get into the unpacking yeah. it of verse by verse. But the the other side of the coin, people are greatly appreciating the the pace and that we are taking our time. Hmm. Um, it was shared i can't remember if you even said this but other other churches mm. <laughs> that review a, a book of the bible will say let's do an exhaustive and i'm stealing some of your thunder here mark but an intensive review on the book of hebrews for the next six weeks right <laughs> yeah so there there's something to the pace of not even getting into the verses yet because of the importance of setting the stage so having mm -hmm. said that, that's where we were once again of setting the stage of giving us an overview of the book of Acts and breaking it down into those four parts. I almost view it as three parts. You know, there's the introduction, but then using chapter one, verse eight, eight. as the key passage that breaks down the book of the uh, of Acts is, mm -hmm. is cool. I, I like that breakdown, but we'll get more into the depth of it because I'm fascinated with how you ended the sermon. And so I want to unpack that a little bit more. And How I ended? Not that I ended. <laughs> that not that <laughs> right. we, yes, that is gonna, There will be a conclusion date. But yes, how we got to Galatians two twenty. I want to unpack that a, a little bit more. But mm. just breaking down the the segments of just even reading this this passage here, you know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest part of the earth. Hmm. That's going to be the crux of where we are for these next several months, mm -hmm. right? I mean, correct mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. of breaking down the book in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, because Luke did his research. He was very thorough. He's very logical. He, he's, he's a medical doctor. He's laying all this stuff out, the gospel of Luke. Um, he had an intended purpose. It's it's there's theology there, but he he's um, writing these things, and Acts is a very methodical. This is what happened, and I'm recording it accurately. Now, 
Luke, he had to rely on firsthand witnesses. Sure. A lot of Acts, mm-hmm. he was present with mm-hmm. some of that, and we'll see as we go through Acts mm-hmm. that the um, there's a you know the first person plural where he's with Paul. We did this, we did that, and then he is somewhere else, and they did that, and but so but but Luke is right involved in these events of the Book of Acts, which is why I appreciate the thoroughness <laughs> of the overview because it's we have a very thorough author. He is very meticulous, always has been, according to his first account, mm-hmm. that first you know installment, and I. I as as much as we want to jump in and start reading Acts, which I've heard, I've heard that feedback, I just want to get to it already. It's easy to get to it and then be confused because we didn't take time to you know set the foundation. That's just true of my own independent biblical study. Go to a passage real quickly and then you find yourself backtracking just to understand where you even are. And so I, I do think it's setting us up well for, for what's to come in the book of Acts. But they have like the, the character study on Luke, uh-huh. to have a background historical Old Testament perspective, mm-hmm. to have a little background on the Holy Spirit and God's role in, in basically having the Holy Spirit descends <clears throat> at this time. And now a little bit about of a background or just overview of the book, I think is, is all beneficial. And I think we're going to be looking back on this months to come and be like, oh yeah, remember we have the breakdowns of where we are in the in the book right here. Or, oh yeah, remember... That's the purpose of the Holy Spirit back in where God was, you know, giving the Old Testament, you mm-hmm. know, foreshadowings and where the Holy Spirit was. I, I, I find it helpful. Yeah. You know, the, the strange thing about this message is that it really was a message that was 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 built on an assumption. There was no verse. Mm-hmm. Verse one says, the first account I composed Theophilus about all that Jesus began to do and teach. But he didn't say, and now I'm going to write about what he continued. So I really built the whole mm. message around <clears throat> something that wasn't there. Yeah. But so, it was yeah. soon. That, so that's that, where I want to go, because there's two <clears throat> key points that I want to bring out. And one I already alluded to of Galatians 2.20. But the first one is your brief uh, adjusting of even the book, and the name of the book, the Acts mm. of the Apostles, and now saying it's the Acts of... Uh, the risen, the risen, the risen Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. And right. <clears throat> I'm curious. Well, uh, as we'll get into the book of Acts. more about that? Well, you read through the book of Acts, there's not a whole lot about the apostles. Right. I mean, early on, it's there's... Interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. But uh, from, uh, well, Peter factors in in chapter 10, 11, but after chapter uh, 7 and 8, you, you don't hear the apostles. Mm-hmm. Peter shows up in that one scene with the Cornelius, and then Paul, obviously, and he is the one untimely born, the thirteenth apostle or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're they're non-existent uh, in, in the book after that, so, so it's not really. Then why the misnomer, though? Why has that become the way we refer to the book so often? It's, it's right if you t- if you type in Acts, the first thing that pops up, Acts of the Apostles. Yeah. Is it just because there are so many players in the book? That it's just someone it's, someone attached that title to it, and I, and it I can't remember what the research was on yeah. it. And it stuck, and mm. uh, interesting. Um, it, it, I mean, it. Jesus is in heaven, so the assumption is okay. He's in heaven now. It's the church. It's the people here, and there's something like. Huh. I'd, I'd have to don't don't hold me to this. There's something. It's either like sixty, or I think it could be as many as 90, 60 or ninety different individuals hmm. are talked about in the book of Acts. Hmm. So there, there's, there is a lot happening in the church. You could say the Acts of the early church. That would have been. Hmm. But 
you can't get past verse one mm. without realizing, mm. I think Luke's intention, this is the acts of the risen Savior. Because the first account, he said, was all that Jesus began to do and teach. Mm. His implication is, and now I'm going to write to you what Jesus is continued. Luke is what he did in uh, with his disciples. Acts is what he's doing in or yeah. through his disciples. And it's helpful to have that as a reference point to continue to go back to and realize this is what Christ is doing, not the apostles, That's right. not the people. It's him working through That's his right. people to accomplish his tasks and That's his right. goals. And it, you're right, it really should be the ongoing works of Jesus Christ yep. and the Holy Spirit. And what all, all of what he is doing through people is... To fulfill his purposes. Right. I could have uh, referred to, I thought of it, but it's, I'll get to it, in Acts chapter 9 in, in Paul's conversion. Mm -hmm. uh, Saul, Saul, the voice from heaven, the Lord Jesus, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Me. Yeah. And so again, this is all about Christ. This is, this is the acts of the risen mm -hmm. Savior, and you're persecuting me. And he was mm -hmm. persecuting the body of Christ, the people. But that's how Jesus communicated to Saul. Yeah. So I think there's uh, ample um, evidence that the title could be changed because it's not uh, inspired. Um, right. th this is what Jesus began to do to teach. So then the in the development of this, my study and the, and the message, um, I wanted to camp out on. I think that... Is, I think that's significant how Luke worded it, and I think we needed to camp out on that, which we, which we did. The implication being that Jesus is continuing to do this work, mm -hmm. and, and it's through the enablement of the Holy Spirit. That's why um, he told the disciples, as we'll see, stay in Jerusalem and wait for the power on night. Don't do anything, wait, because you can't do anything until that power comes. You're in in, endowed with that power, and now... But it's now it's Christ through them working, and um, I, I, if we are going to emulate the 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 heart, the attitude, uh, uh, um, be used by God to see the gospel triumph in our day and age, that's crucial. We have to learn Galatians two twenty. We have to learn it's not I but Christ in me, the hope of glory, mm -hmm. and so that's where again it's. Foundational. Mm -hmm. it, it it was foundational. I think I went through those foundational type truths in maybe only ten minutes. The last 10, 15 minutes, uh, but we've taught them enough here sure. that uh, hopefully it, it registered and people were reminded of some of those key foundation yeah. truths. I mean, it's definitely important to go to there, which which is why. So uh, again, everybody knows we have community group on Monday nights and we record here on Tuesdays, and we're back in the swing of things of community groups and. Um, I posed this question a little early on in the group. Sometimes it takes a little while for the group to warm up, right? I mean, you kind of get into things. But I, I and I was, they know you're going to be on this podcast, yeah, so whatever they say, he's yeah. going to hear. But so, so I, I was really wanting to get their their answers to this. And basically, I, I asked the question: Why do you think Mark Carey went to Galatians two twenty in the midst of this sermon, giving an overview of Acts, and little head scratching and staring at each other? Thankfully, Alicia came to the to the forefront and she gave a great Because he's lost it. <laughs> but I want to hear from you, Mark, because I think that really sets us up to like, what now? Like, what are the applications for us today? So why, why did you see that as an opportunity to go 
to Galatians 2.20? Well, there, I, I wanted to focus on, again, all that Jesus continued to do through his body. I wanted, it, because the, the implication again is, well, wait, he's in heaven, so what do you mean Jesus is mm -hmm. continuing to do this? Why isn't this the Acts of the Apostles? Because it really is the Acts of the Lord, of the risen Savior, mm -hmm. that Luke implies in that passage. So then I went to some, you, you think about that, you're meditating on that, you're, you know, you prayerfully, you know, you, you, you meditate on the scriptures and you, ask the Lord to give you direction, you know, and what, what is it that you want to emphasize here? And I'm just the voice, the, 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 you know, the spokesman. Hmm. Uh, and there were some other passages that came to mind and I, I put two of them up about, um, you know, uh, Colossians 3, 3, uh, that is, you know, we, our life is hidden in Christ or Christ is in us. Um, uh, Romans 8.10, though the body is dead uh, because of sin, our spirit is alive uh, because we are, uh, because because Christ is in us, uh, the hope of, but the one that I think is most familiar to Christians, it's, we, oftentimes it's the one that you have on a plaque on the wall is Galatians 2.20, you know, hmm. I've been crucified with the Christ, it's no longer I live, it's Christ who lives in me. So that in one verse to me, emphasize the essence of what Christianity is all about. You know, it it, mm -hmm. it emphasizes the um, the the motivation to live it. I mean, it just it's just a nicely packaged verse that um, that draws us to this truth. It is no longer I who live, and it's Christ who lives in me. The dependent living, yes, and the example that the acts that the apostles lived—that's right—in the early church. That's that summed up in that living. verse, right? Even from a practical standpoint, it's it's a sound biblical principle to to read Acts, notice a potential assumption there, and then say, well, okay, well, does this idea of of Christ being the one this is really about appear elsewhere in the Bible? Yeah. Where can I find other passages that can either confirm or deny right. what I'm suggesting and, and to I've, be the case? And I think we have to do that a lot. In our study of Acts, because Acts, as I said, is a is a descriptive, it's historical. historical this narrative. is what happened, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think throughout our study, I hope we can make some links to the uh, epistles and it's the didactic, prescriptive uh, teachings mm -hmm. that that will Acts will illustrate these. This is what happened, and we get into the epistles, like so. You quote a verse like Galatians two twenty that says, "This is why." And, and here's the, the the kind of the theological heart of, of what's going on here. And knowing that like these are just ordinary people, and you yeah. pointed that out yeah. towards the end of the sermon. And <laughs> these are just ordinary people being used by God. Doing extraordinary doing things. Extraordinary things, and that's no different than us today. That's right. So to find that application for us today, being empowered by the Holy Spirit to, to carry out the works of the risen Jesus Christ, it it, sh it can look the same. Yeah. There's no different. I mean, we we could be witnessing to thousands of people like Peter. We can be, mm -hmm. you know, have just those moments, those God moments of seeing healings. We can have those. There's mm -hmm. God is still relevant today in what Jesus Christ was doing through the church. Then he is is still doing today and can be doing through us. Yeah. yeah. Jesus said, "I am the uh, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever." Mm -hmm. Um, the culture changes, the context changes, the all those things, but it's the it's the same Lord uh, wanting to accomplish the same purpose. We are the church of the 21st century, no different than the church of the first century, 
And so there's this ongoing movement of God's fulfillment of his purposes in, in and through the life, the lives of his people. And that's where we have to go. Now, I think, um, the, the other thing of why it's important to emphasize like a Galatians 2.20 truth is that it, it isn't oftentimes taught. So we, we will all, you know, Christendom will, Orthodox Christianity will all agree we are saved by grace through faith. It's not of ourselves. It's a gift of God, lest any man should boast. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. We all agree we're going to get to heaven, not because of works of righteousness we have done, Titus 3, but, you know, by his mercy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Paul writes to the Galatians in chapter 3, and he says, Oh, foolish Galatians, having begun by the Spirit, are you now trying to be perfected by works of the flesh? Right. Uh, who's bewitched you? He says. So there's oftentimes this disconnect that, you know, thank you, God, I'm going to heaven. Now we'll take it from here. And that if we if we read that into Acts, we're going to miss the whole point, which is why the very first mm-hmm. verse, again, Luke emphasizes that. When he was with us, look what he did and taught. He's not with us, he's in heaven. Oh, but he's doing it through us because he is with us by the presence of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And, um, w- 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 yeah, we can so easily forget that. How do I love my spouse? How do I um, uh, live in this uncertain environment or times? What, how do I handle the bad prognosis of the do- uh, from the doctor? How, how do I find peace and joy? I, uh, um, well, it ain't, it ain't going to happen with, as, if I try harder. Mm-hmm. It's understanding what has changed that I no longer live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, so there's no passivity right. here. There's, as Francis Schaeffer said in a book 50 years ago, it's active passivity. It's like Mary said, be it done unto me according to your, your will. Uh, you're going to have a baby. And she said, okay, here I am. And then she actively lived out and, and did what she was called to do. That's what we have to do. It's not passivity. It's an active passivity. By the li- faith in the Son by of God. The, the life I now yeah. live. And it's not, uh, it's not saying, all right, I'm just going to sit back and Jesus, work through me. Mm. And Which you sit is- passively. Because he says, the life I now live, mm. I'm living it. But I live by faith in the Son who loved me and died for me. Which is why I think the epistles are so helpful, because we can read a historical narr- narrative and we can be encouraged by the book of Acts, but they, in the book of Acts, saw it firsthand, and they still struggled. And and the epistles, sure. it's all God's text. Right. And it, they were they were learning it. Right. They yeah. didn't, They as we'll see in the first three, four chapters, Peter, James, and John, they really were clueless. <laughs> sure. I mean, it, there were so many things they had no idea. It was an yeah. unfolding story and uh, so they're developing this theology and we don't just want the book book of acts to be some sort of head historical knowledge sweet i I learned what the early church did i mean galatians uh, you could say established church paul's writing i'm astonished you're so quickly turning to another gospel right not that there is another one you know but you're acting like there is and so it's possible for the church to slip in that and that's why especially with expositional preaching when you stick to a book and go through it i think that's a, a right way to go about it but you can also still bring in other oh, verses yeah. of the Bible and yeah. say, none of this is going to contradict itself. So here, here's the way that the Holy Spirit has woven this fragment into the that, full picture. The, the, the full picture. Right. Yeah. And again, and I mentioned this a couple weeks now, that because Acts is a transitional book, 
Mm -hmm. We're going from Old Testament to New Testament. Theology is in flux. It, it's, you know, this is, this is in that time period, you're moving in that Old Testament era out of that to a New Testament era. Um, there was a major learning curve. Mm. Uh, when we get to Acts chapter 6 and the story of Stephen, mm. uh, I've mentioned before, but uh, hey, it was clicking with Stephen. He was getting it mm -hmm. far beyond Peter, James, and John. But it cost Stephen his life, as yeah. we'll see yeah. why. But they they weren't getting it. Yeah. it. It took a while for Peter and James and John. And unfolding to just the Jews. And then when it goes to the Gentiles. That's right. Into chapter 10. So I think we can hearken back to this point as we're looking through the unfolding of the book. Um, still coming back to is the acts of what Jesus Christ is doing through the church, through this transitionary period. Right. Um, and I still go to Galatians 2 and the... the two things that come out to me is, it's no longer I who live. you know. So I'm not living, but then it's through faith in the Son of God, that active The means living, by the which means we're going to live this out. Right. And in community group last night, um, Marlon Beitzel, who will become an elder very soon, made a very neat analogy that stuck with me. He's like, it's like being a very good, dependent, trustworthy soldier. And um, we're all scratching our heads. And he's like, you know, you have to declare yourself dead. If you're going to war and you're in an army and you're a soldier, mm. you have to just think of yourself as being already dead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because when the commander says, "Go storm that hill" or "Go storm that gate," you have to just think. To, you're not. You don't have to think. You're mm -hmm. just like, "I've already declared myself dead. What does it matter if I get out alive? I'm good." It's a very graphic analogy. Mm -hmm. But if you put this into Christian terms, if you're realizing you're dead, it's no longer I who lives, but it's by faith. I'm now a dependent mm -hmm. disciple who isn't holding on to anything about my own life. Yeah, and so and there's this kind of visual image of, wow, am I living my life thinking that I'm dead? Yeah. And it's no longer I who lives, but Christ and, through me and in me. And I think that that's such a great, great uh, point. And I, I think in our day and age, more than maybe any time before, I mean, that's probably an overstatement, but certainly in our day and age, when there is so much focus on my own identity, mm -hmm. and we talk about, you hear this term, identity politics, and, and all this, everybody's worried about their, uh, their identity, their, you know, I'm this, this, and this, and, and those people are that, that, and that, and because they're that, that, and that, and I'm not that, that, and that, I'm this, this, and this, therefore I am, uh, you know, uh, whatever, and we, we're... The essence of the fall and the essence of sin is, is a focus on personal identity. Mm -hmm. Serpent comes to Eve. Indeed, as God said, well, he's holding on of you. God knows on the day you eat of it, you will be like him. You will be like him, knowing good and evil. I'm not like him. And forced Eve to look at herself and Adam, and she saw that it was good. And it, it, it could somehow improve her. And the essence of the fall was a self-focus. Mm. As believers in Jesus Christ, that is to be reversed, just what mm -hmm. you were saying. Mm -hmm. I have died with Christ. Yeah. The old me is gone, and I now live with a whole new identity that is not my own. It is Christ in me. And so it's this it's this understanding of, of, of those truths. Now, it's kind of like nailing jello to the wall, you know, right. to kind of mm -hmm. wrap our Right. minds around this and that's again where the holy spirit it's has to come daily to teach reminder us. like you said you, yeah you, before you put your feet on the ground when you wake up you're thinking of prayerfully considering okay how can i live and walk by the spirit that's today? right 
brushing your teeth, what are, getting into the car to go to work, wherever you're going, it's that daily reminder and that constant communion and interaction with the Lord in your mind, yes. prayer, to say, okay, where am I going next? What's my next conversation going to be? In the middle of the conversation, what, how do I respond? Do yes. I react according to the flesh or the spirit? And not, not that you get all caught up and wrapped up in that, but it's just that... It should be second nature yeah. at some point. And, and, and related to those questions is the one that says, will this honor you? Will this benefit your cause or will it benefit me? Hmm. If I give that person a piece of my mind that I can't afford to lose, but if I give them a piece of my mind, does that benefit your cause or does it really satisfy something within me? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the type of evaluation because mm -hmm. if I have died and it's not about me and the life I now, I'm hidden in Christ and, it, and he is my all in all, then those, that's the way we need to conduct ourselves uh, here in this world. And um, it's it's a battle because we're being bombarded every moment of the day by a worldly thinking that says, worry about your own identity. Right. Mm. Oh, you're not getting the kudos like you should. Right. Oh, you're, you know, you're this, you're that. Uh, worldview. You, you did a sermon series years ago on worldview yep. and world perspectives. Mm -hmm. And it goes to that of who are we and are we <laughs> realizing that we're in Christ and that we are no longer living yeah. for ourselves? Or are we thinking that this is... This is what it's all about. This is my world. And again, the fun thing in this little first verse of Acts is it wasn't even stated. It was assumed, <laughs> yeah. but I think yeah. it was just too much yeah. wonder in that to pass it by. Mm -hmm. uh, what Jesus began to do and teach while he was here on earth, but he's continuing to do and teach through his body. And so that's that's where we went with all that. Yeah, great. Caleb, you got, you got big shoes to fill. You That's got a couple stuff. sermons in the next few months, yeah. potentially. Yeah, Tim will be up in a couple yeah. weeks, I think, and then I'll be later this fall. But I'm excited to do it, man. It's <laughs> ugh, it's going to be so and, fun. And, and I will say, um, because there's, I realize there's jokes. I threw one out there, too. You know, By the time we get to chapter 20, it'll be 2035 or something like that. <laughs> with with this type of uh, historical literature, there are... So just be prepared, people who are listening to this podcast, but there are going to be... Big chunks, and that's the challenge of mm -hmm. preaching Acts. Mm. We get to Acts chapter 2. That whole chapter, well, at least 1 through chapter chapter 2, verse 1 through 41, basically, is a unit, and that's 41 verses. Mm -hmm. And just to read it is going to take <laughs> five minutes or so, and, and to unpack it, but to break it up, I, I, I just... It would be a disservice. I yeah, 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 I can't do that. So we're yeah. going to be taking big chunks as we get going. Um, we gave the Tim the hard stuff, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Great. But <laughs> Mark, what can we point people towards before we get out of here? Oh, there's so many things, but I'll just highlight the continual desire for everyone to grow and connect and serve, mm -hmm. and we have opportunities for that. You heard this past weekend with the announcements that there's a baptism coming up, so there's a baptism class um, that you'd want to sign up for. You also heard about a fellowship family meeting that's going to happen um, in about 10, 12 days from now on Sunday night, the 16th. You mm -hmm. want to miss that. It, mm -hmm. We call it fellowship family meetings now because it truly is to gather around and have conversations about updates and vision and activities and events that are here happening at the church that you might not otherwise hear on a Sunday morning. And so it's an opportunity to also fellowship with other people in the body. We'll have dessert afterwards. But that's something to look forward to put on your calendars um, because there's there's a lot going on. And because of that, I'll point you to the other podcasts that we have. The Fellowship Family podcasts have 
really excellent content over these last several weeks mm -hmm. of updates that are happening within ministries. And, um, and even this coming weekend, there's an ordination happening for elders and deacons. And I would refer you back to a podcast back in March that we did. It's episode 59, um, where Phil Cavell and Mike Thomas and I had a conversation of the biblical um, instructions of and, and guidelines for elders and deacons. So it'll give you some clarity of what will happen this coming weekend. Hmm. It's good. Mark, thank you for being here. You're mm -hmm. the man. Mark, appreciate it. Yep. Uh, as a reminder to our viewers and listeners, you can find us all over the place. Just type in Sermon Spotlight on your favorite podcast platform, and we pop right up. The fact of the matter, everybody's at sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love, God bless.